what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Mellow Mondays podcast, um, our first real official episode. Um, you probably just listened to the intro, um, the little revamp, hey, we're back, we're doing some new things, whatever. Um, this is the first full-length episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's good to be back. It's a little scary, uh, as I kind of shared before, um, trying to get your thoughts in order again and kind of um, learn how to do this again, because it is a skill um, that takes practice and time. I'm certainly um, out of practice on all of that, but it's good to be here. It's good to be in my home, the RV, um, which is kind of what we're going to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about is just, I don't know, the journey that has been the last two years, um, these COVID times, and a lot has changed in my life, and I'm sure a lot, has, a lot has changed in your guys' lives as well. Um, it was a time that we certainly did not see coming. I mean, I was heavy into the touring world at the time. I mean, I was coming off of the biggest and busiest tours I had done um, with the artist I was with. I mean, it, life was hectic, and in that time, I'm dating my girlfriend, and then we're moving her from LA to Nashville, and I'm on tour four to five days a week, and all of these different things are going on. I think I did like, I I'm trying to think we did like a European tour, we came back, we did more shows, I think I had Christmas off, and then we hit the new year hard, and going going really heavy. Um, and I worked out a way to where during that time, we had shows on the West Coast. And I could do these shows, me and my girlfriend uh, put her stuff into one of those little pods, like you can ship a pod. Um, instead of renting a U-Haul, which was actually way cheaper, and we didn't have to drive a U-Haul because of it. So we shipped all our stuff to Nashville, and then I, me and her, got in the car, and we drove like three days from L.A. to Nashville, which is a pretty long drive. Um, stopped at the Grand Canyon, which I'd never seen, which is pretty cool. Um, side note on the Grand Canyon, I didn't, like, the Grand Canyon's dope, don't get me wrong, like, it's amazing, but I think it would be better if we were down inside of it, because it's so big that I just wasn't able to grasp, like, perspective. I couldn't, like, it, it was too big. It, like, I, we did some visiting out here in the West, um, and, like, kind of the Utah area, like, Arches and Canyonlands National Park, um, last year, and that was more impressive to me than the Grand Canyon, because you could tell, like, how big you were in comparison to it. The Grand Canyon was just too big. I don't even know if that makes sense. I'm just rambling about something that doesn't even matter, but all that to say, we moved her across the country. I immediately got home the next morning, went to a programming session and rehearsal, and then got on a bus and went and did more shows. And so I was exhausted. Just I was running on fumes this whole entire time, and I was my, my body was broken. Mentally, I was pretty over it. And then this word of COVID-19 kind of spreading along, right? Like, I mean, we're all sick of talking about it. We're sick of hearing about it. I'm not going to dive too much into it, but it is a big proponent of like where I am now and the changes that I've made. So, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit, but COVID-19 is happening. We're on tour and we're kind of like, what is going on? And then I remember we were going out on a run. We we're supposed to play some NASCAR event or something. And we get the call that like, hey, NASCAR is canceling, the NBA is canceling. And we're kind of starting to think like, what is what is going on? Like, what are we what are we going to do? We had this other show in Florida. 
it didn't get canceled. It was a private show. We bust down there, and then we we're supposed to have another show after that. So we get down there. Um, we load in. We get ready for this show. Five minutes before, we get the call that our show the next day has been canceled. So we're like all kind of a little freaked out. We're not sure what to expect. And then the show, we, we did the one show we set up for, luckily. So we did that. We bust back home. And it was kind of that eerie feeling of we, you know, at the time, we had no idea what to what to expect. We didn't know like who who would have thought that what transpired after was was going to happen. And we get home, and at that time I get really sick, and I'm thinking like, man, maybe <laughs> maybe maybe I have COVID. Um, turns out I had mono somehow, and mono as a 28 year old is honestly pretty brutal. And I was so sick, bedridden, like I couldn't get out of bed, like I was delirious. I I had the worst sore throat I've ever had in my life. Like I've never had that sickness where I couldn't swallow. Like I wanted to cut my throat out. It hurt so bad. I couldn't eat. Um, so like seven days of that go by. My tour crew is dope. They like go and unload the semi and they take care of all the logistics for me because I can't get out of bed. And then we start getting a little concerned um, about what the future holds. And so we get the call that like, hey, everybody's getting laid off for the foreseeable future. Um, we don't know what's going to happen, but that way you can draw unemployment. And then, you know, from there, we had the payroll protection stuff come in. So very thankful I was able to still draw a paycheck for a lot of the pandemic, which very thankful for. But when you're on this crazy schedule and then all of a sudden you're no longer touring, it kind of affects your mental. So me and my girlfriend go down to the lake um, during this time having mono. I'm not really sure if I get COVID, what would happen, but we didn't, at that time, we had no idea. So I didn't want to chance it and get COVID and, you know, die or something from having mono, whatever. So we go to the lake. We think it's only going to be a couple weeks thing, couple week thing. And we get there and it turns out it was, we think we were there for like a year. Um, and we, stayed there and she, my girlfriend was working from home luckily i mean she still had a job i was drawing unemployment and pretty much just living the lake life which sounds really fun and cool um but it took a toll mentally like there's only so long you can go without doing anything like we had floaty time drinking white claws and laying in the sun and taking the boat out and the jet ski and like all that was great don't get me wrong it could have been exponentially worse for <clears throat> for most people it was for for during that pandemic. I mean, I was fortunate that I had family place I could stay for free. Um, but, you know, I was used to this heavy schedule and I was kind of sad about not touring anymore. I missed my tour crew. I missed um, missed the work that I did. Sitting around all day is not really like me. It's, <clears throat> it's tough for me to do that. So that brought us into kind of the late pandemic of like, I don't know when we're going to be doing shows again. And, and that was kind of tough. That was tough for me to reconcile and swallow at the time. Sorry, I'm drinking tea for those of you not watching. Um, it's really cold outside and I have to turn my space heaters off because they're too loud to record. So it's a little chilly in the RV, but that's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, during this entire time where I think I'm having this moment of like, what am I going to do with my life? I kind of start having these feelings that maybe touring isn't what I want to continue to do, um, which is kind of like a hard thing to reconcile with. Like, it's what I've done forever. I've been doing production work for 10 years. Um, it's the only skill and thing that I feel like that I know how to do. 
and to have this thing that forces you to stop, I started to realize that, man, there's aspects of touring that I, I honestly just didn't like anymore. And it just wasn't as fulfilling and exciting to me as it was in the beginning. Um, and one of the biggest things was stress. I mean, I was just constantly stressed and constantly working. I mean, it was just show after show after show. When I was home, it's advancing the next shows, getting other tours ready, emails at midnight and all these things. It just felt like I couldn't catch up. My body was broken. I mean, my shoulders and my back. And I mean, it felt like a 60-year-old man and I was in my 20s. And um now, in hindsight, I realize that most people's bodies shouldn't feel like that during that time. And, you, you know, I mean, you get into these other habits of drinking too much and partying, whatever. I mean, there's all there's all these negative aspects to it that I it, when you're in it, you're just so absorbed and caught up in the moment that it's it's hard to make a change. Um, it's hard to to realize that, like, hey, maybe there's something else out there for me and I don't have to continue to do this. So COVID, while it was um, a rough time for, for everyone. Um, and a rough time for me and that I was having to go through this reconciliation with like, what am I doing? What's the point of life? What, like, what do I want to do that gives me some sort of self-worth or make an impact on the world? You know, all these different questions that you naturally start thinking about when you're forced to no longer do that thing. Um, I kind of had that clarity of like, I don't think touring is what I want to do anymore. And the biggest thing was I didn't want to be gone, you know, being in a serious relationship. It's being gone four or five days a week or weeks on end. Just I'm not interested in doing that anymore. Um, I'm glad I did it. I have some crazy stories. We've seen the world. I've gotten paid to do it. But I like being at home. I like living in the RV. I really do. I like being able to cook dinners and wake up in my own bed and not be on a bus that's shaking and rumble strips and, you know, not getting good night's sleep every night. Like I, I really do enjoy this stability that I've found now. But during this time, it's like, okay, well, what do I want the future to look like? I have an opportunity to make a change. I mean, nobody's touring. There's no shows. It's not a bad time for me to leave. Um, it would give the artist and people plenty of time to, you know, figure out a replacement, somebody to take over. Um, but what do I want to do? And I, I honestly didn't really give it a whole lot of thought. I, I, I don't know. This whole this whole process has honestly been like kind of a whirlwind and just like, I don't want to say a, say a snap decision, but it wasn't like dwelled on a lot um, because I can overthink things. And it's really easy for me to like, well, what about this or man? Okay, but this doesn't really work. It's just like, I have to just make a decision and there's trust that it's going to work out. And and honestly, it did. Um, so I was looking at some various guide school opportunities for fly fishing. I've always been pretty big into fly fishing. You guys have heard stories and the podcast with me and my grandpa. Um, always been a part of my life, but never really considered it to be a career. And I just kind of had that moment one day of like, why couldn't I be a guide? I mean, I know how to fish. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, and so I just started looking at like, is there guide schools? Are there programs that would be able to teach you and get you ready to do something like this? And apparently there is. So we found this guide school out here um, in kind of the Aspen Snowmass. So I'm I'm technically in like the Roaring Fork Valley. So I live pretty far down valley, like west of Glenwood Springs. 
town called Silt, <laughs> tiny little town. Um, but we do a lot of fishing up in like Basalt, Carbondale. And so there's three major rivers where we are. But it, all that to say, I found a guide school. I booked it. And during that time, for whatever reason, I just had this RV. I had this idea in my head to buy an RV. And I don't know why. I've always wanted to live in a van. Um, and this seemed like a good time to do it. And my girlfriend's whole stipulation was I'm not living in something without like a bathroom and running water, which is fair. And in hindsight, thank God we have both. So this RV came up. I will first, first things first, we, I booked the guide school. Um, we're down visiting my girlfriend's family. And then I see this RV pop up and this, I had put in some feelers with a company down at the lake who would call me if something became available. They called me, they said, Hey, we have this RV are you interested? It seemed perfect. I was like, yes, I'm interested, but I can't get there. Like this thing's going to go fast. Um, try to get here as soon as you can. So I was like, okay, well, my parents were going to be down there the next day. I was going to have them, um, go down and check it out and see whatever. So I get a call like two hours later. Hey, somebody came in, put a deposit down. Um, sorry, it's been taken. So I was like kind of bumming, but I was like, okay, whatever it, you know, it is what it is. Everything's going to happen for a reason. It's okay. Uh, but I, I mean, I was bummed out. And then literally four hours later, I get a call. Hey, the people backed out. Do you still want it? So my dad and my grandpa went and looked at it. They both said, and, and my parents, they would never give me advice. They, like I could tell that if they were hesitant at all about it, I would, I would be able to tell. And they both said, if you're serious about this dream, you need to buy this thing. It was perfect. It's a class C, 28 foot class C, meaning that um, it has like the cab in front. It has an engine. Um, so we drive it around and it had like 30,000 miles on it. It's a 2001. So it is old. Um, it was very outdated, but it was low mileage and it was relatively cheap. Um, so we put a deposit down, me and my girlfriend go and check it out. And we ended up buying it. That whole process was a nightmare. We don't need to get into that. Um, the company we bought it for was relatively difficult to work with, but we've got the RV and we took our inaugural trip in it out to Colorado for the guide school. I did like 10 days out here and just, yeah, went out with some various guides and taught us the rivers. And I got my rowing certification hours during that time. And <clears throat> yeah, just kind of figured out if this was something that I wanted to do. It apparently went well. And they put in a good word for me at the shop. And I talked to the shop literally one day and was like, hey, I'm thinking about coming out here to guide and maybe work at the shop a little bit. And they're like, yeah, come on out next year. So like literally all winter <laughs> last year was like, yeah, I'm going to be a fishing guide um, and probably work in the shop. But I don't really know any logistics. At that time, we were trying to find a campground to live in. So that was like another thing I didn't know was like monthly camping spots. I mean, we just got so lucky. Like doors have been open for us that, I mean, I'm so blessed and thankful that these doors have been open because I didn't know what I was doing. This is all, I mean, like I've said, this is a pipe dream. Like not a lot of thought has gone into this. We're here and it is working out, which is sick. But we ended up staying at a campground west of Glenwood Springs. Um, after I did the guide school and I just stayed out here for a week and fished and hung out with um, some relatives I have out here. 
and I got my name on the list for a monthly spot and like they said, yeah, you should be good. But I really didn't know until the following March. I mean, this would have been like, I think this was like early November. Yeah, because it was just after Halloween. Um, I didn't officially know that we had a spot until like March 15th, which is when we were basically supposed to be out here. So we somehow got a monthly spot at this KOA. Um, and it's it's sick. Like, I mean, I'm looking out my window right now at the snow um snow-packed mountain like the peaks have snow on them it snowed last night and it's just it's crazy it's crazy to think that we got this spot randomly um but all that to say we got our monthly spot and we got the rv and i somehow got a new job and we pretty much moved out here on a whim um my girlfriend was working from home so it was a relatively easy transition and that like she didn't also have to find a job but it was hard to say goodbye to family and, and whatever. And I think we just went through all of these different extremes. It was like working a ton in Nashville touring to not working at all for a year and being worried about COVID and getting your parents and grandparents sick and all of these, you know, these weird fears that we weren't expecting to randomly going to this guide school somehow getting hired buying an rv moving out to colorado like when i step back and look at it i just think like man like it's been such a whirlwind and i'm man i'm glad we're here but it's like how did this happen like <laughs> and then we lived in the rv for like seven months which you know we'll talk about more in depth and in other episodes and it's like we didn't know what we were doing i mean luckily me and my girlfriend both have toured so i mean i was used to tour buses with like 11 other guys so having a space just for two people it's it's different but it's i mean it's definitely a lot less hectic and crazy um but all that to say i i think a lot has happened in in these two years and i i think it's important to step back and like kind of process through those things you know like i'm i'm still doing with that of like okay like i've made these changes and sacrifices so now we're further away from our family and i have a little less flexibility uh, but like, what do I want my life to look at? And while COVID was, I mean, shitty for a lot of people and, and it's so tragic for some families and all these different things. Um, at the same time, I am thankful for the time and that it really did help me stop and just kind of figure out what I want my life to look like and, and like the direction I wanted to go. And now it's like we're able to have friends and I can get off work and go to the hot springs and have a life you know before touring it was fun and crazy but that's all i did and it was all consuming now i can have hobbies and and all these different things that you know like normal people everybody like you guys are listening are probably like yeah like welcome to like a normal lifestyle but that's just that's not what i'm used to and even now it's still not a normal job i mean i work heavy for like five months and and then it kind of slows down so it's still different it's still flexible i mean i'll work every day during the season but from there, I don't really have to do a whole lot. Um, and living in the RV cuts our rent down by so much. I mean, it's so expensive to live in the valley that we live in right now. Living in the RV is, I mean, it's huge. Um, especially, yeah, it, it, it's it's a lifesaver. It's the only reason we can afford to be out here. Um, but yeah, we went from like touring to, oh, I, I forgot to mention about a drift boat too. So during that whole time, like I'm just like, don't have a job and I'm just spending exorbitant amounts of cash on like everything i need to become a fishing guide apparently and it paid off and i'm glad it did but it was stressful and, and i think maybe the moral of the story i don't know like 
for those of you who haven't listened into a lot of podcast episodes, I like to give like a little piece of advice every episode. Not that my opinion really matters, but I just, I don't know. I like to share something that I've learned in this time. Um, the biggest thing I've learned is if you have a dream or you have an idea about something, go for it. Um, it's so easy in life to get put ourselves in, in a box and to not take a risk and to not go for something. And that, I think, is one of the biggest things that I, I, I did. It was, let's take a risk. Let's go for this thing that is scary and we don't know what to expect out of it. And it's a big change. And by doing so, I mean, so many doors have been opened. And yeah, I'm just psyched. I, I'm psyched how it's worked out. Um, it's crazy. I don't know. It's, sometimes it still hits me like, dang, we live, we live out here in Colorado, somewhere I never expected to live. Um, it's early season now, you know, April. So I'm still kind of slow. So just kind of going out fishing every day, taking it easy. Like today I woke up late, um, filmed a couple YouTube videos, doing the podcast, going to make lunch here in a little bit. I'm taking it slow until the season picks up and, uh, we start fishing every day. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that resonates with anyone. Sorry if it's a little combobulated, like I, I'm a little out of practice. So take me a little bit to get, to get, uh, get my bearings straight again. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. I do appreciate it. I know there's a lot of things we could be doing with our time. And the fact that anyone would listen to this is kind of crazy to me. Um, but I appreciate it. And as usual, we have podcast episodes. We're going to be coming out like every Monday. So be be looking for that. I don't have a time yet. I'm still working on some rebrand stuff. Um, but as of now, I think I'm just going to drop the podcast on my other YouTube channel um, where I do some RV stuff, a little bit of fishing stuff. Um, but yeah, you can go and check out the RV renovation we did. Like there's a before and after video. Um, you should check it out. I mean, it's crazy. Like it looks, <laughs> it looks so much different than it, it looks way better than I anticipated, to be honest. But if you want to listen to or do the podcast there, um, to view it, it's just YouTube, uh, search Austin will, you'll see it. Um, but if not, you know, obviously the podcast is on Apple podcasts, Spotify, anchor i think there's like seven other platforms so you you'll you'll figure it out but yeah that's all i got for today um i'm gonna shut the podcast down turn on the space heaters and uh i think uh make a little lunch so thank you guys for tuning in and uh we'll catch you on the next one